What's up, Dub Nation? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. Sam Orland here. We've got back-to-back Warrior wins, and I'm here to break it all down, starting with the Brooklyn Nets at home. Warriors coming into this game just absolutely desperate, and... Monte Ellis actually joined the Warriors broadcast in the second quarter. Monte was there chatting it up with Curry. Really interesting to hear Monte Ellis and to see him um, talk on the broadcast, see him kind of reflect on um, or also kind of just connect. He was asked, you know, about Draymond Green and, and any thoughts or, or, um, suggestions he had for green and you could really see monte kind of um appreciate the moment that draymond green is going through obviously monte ellis's own challenges and struggles with the warriors the moped accident uh basically going from an all-star being traded away to milwaukee where um it basically was kind of the slow decline and demise of his career um Monte Ellis, just an absolute incredible player for the Warriors for the, for the We Believe years, um, but was not able to have kind of the the extended career that one might have expected when you really saw him figure figure out the league and, and kind of come into his own. So anyways, we had Monte there. Uh, Warriors get off to a good start against Brooklyn, 32-35 at the end of one. Kerr goes to the same starting lineup, Steph, Clay. Pods, Kaminga, and Looney. Um, Clay continues to settle in. Uh, a lot of jumpers, or not, sorry, not a lot of jumpers, a lot of floaters for Clay Thompson early in the game. Um, Brooklyn running him off the line and Clay feeling comfortable to do so. Uh, Wiggins checks in early in the first for Kaminga. Those two guys are kind of locked into a timeshare, but, but Wiggins is coming off the bench. Kaminga is starting. Kerr basically opting to ride the hot hand. Wiggins aggressive, but his shot still isn't falling. Uh, Warriors go into half up 70-54. Chris Paul has eight assists. Looney playing solid defensively, but a couple, couple shots he would have liked um, to get back. Just easy easy looks at the rim missed. Um, Clay, you know, continuing to play very unselfishly. That aggressiveness attacking early Got him settled in. His jump shot's starting to fall. Um, JK is slashing hard. Um, for the Warriors, only five turnovers going into the half, and two of those were offensive fouls on, on pods that were some questionable calls. So it felt like a very good 24 minutes for the dubs. Then you cue the third quarter. Second half continues to have been, to be has been and continues to be the Achilles heel for this Warriors team. Um, getting off to very good starts, building big leads in the first half, only to watch those leads vanish. And it was, again, the same thing here at home against Brooklyn. Turnovers leading to Brooklyn fast breaks. 16-point lead drops down to four points late in the third. Jonathan Kaminga continues to be aggressive, attacking, seeming seems to be the only thing really keeping the Warriors ahead. Um... Curry missed some tough shots, a few careless turnovers, um, but then Pods comes in late third. He hits a big three and attacks off the bench, a big five points. Uh, Wiggins gets fouled shooting a three, hits all three free throws. Uh, Warriors winning the free throw battle. This has been 
a very pleasant surprise for Warriors fans who have just seen, even when you go back to the Kevin Durant years, Warriors just have never been a team that's able to really kind of dominate the league in terms of free throws attempted per game. They've always had these absolutely elite free throw shooters on their team from a percentage-wise perspective, obviously with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, but just have not been the type of type of team to either get the calls or just the mentality to draw all those fouls. So um, this year, that's been a different story. Warriors have been top 10 in free throws attempted. So um, you see the benefit of that here. However, the issues continue into the fourth. Um, Basically, Warriors open the fourth quarter with a bad turnover. Brooklyn ends up taking the lead. Um, Wiggins' mid-range shots are starting to fall, though. He's got 14 points. He's cooking. And then Steph Curry goes absolutely flamethrower mode. He scores 16 points in the fourth quarter, ends up with 37 on the night. The Warriors edge past the Blazers. Um, This snaps their losing streak. And... um, just a really good feel feel good game. Curry ended up going seven for seven in the fourth quarter, and that tied his most for makes without a miss in the fourth quarter in his career. Take a look at the team stats here. Uh, this was a really close game. 49-49 on the boards. Both teams hit 17 threes. Warriors had one more field goal than the Blazers. Uh, Warriors attempted um, six more sorry, five more free throws attempted than the Blazers, uh, six more made. Um, Not Blazers, sorry, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets. We'll be talking about the Blazers um, right after this, who we just played. So um, tied in rebounds, tied in threes, basically tied in field goals made. Warriors, more free throws attempts and more free throws made. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, two more turnovers. So... Um, This is a great case. You know, turnovers did really hurt the Warriors against the Brooklyn Nets, but they didn't get 28, so they were able to hold on. Um, You look at the minutes distribution, Curry and Thompson for 35, Pods with 32, Wiggins and Looney 27, J.K. Sarge 20, Moody played 12. Um, This was a huge win at home. This, you know, this game had all of the makings of all of these you know, past five games where we've had double-digit leads that were blown. We did blow a double-digit lead, but Curry Pyrotechnics took over in the fourth quarter, scoring for uh, 16 points. And, um, you know, one interesting thing to note here, it was Wiggins closing over Kaminga in this game. So the final, the closing lineup was Thompson, Wiggins, Paul, and Looney with Steph Curry. So, um you know, you're just starting to see that that obviously Steve Kerr is going to mix it up. And, and Wiggins, despite coming off the bench, he was there to close the game. Um, all right. So Warriors finally get a win. Much needed at home. Turn around. Head over to Portland where they now have a healthy DeAndre Ayton, um, healthy Jeremy Grant, healthy Malcolm Brogdon, Anthony Simons, um shade and sharp so blazers got all their guys warriors get off to a lead early um very similar vibes of, of the brooklyn game the night before 65 to uh to 40 to 45 at the half um they built you know they, and they extended that lead um at the end of the second they they had a 10 point lead and then you look up again and they had pushed it 
um, pushed it beyond. So uh, everyone's attacking the paint. Clay, Jonathan Kamega, and Wiggins are all playing well. You can just see Clay is really in rhythm, taking what the defense is giving him, hitting shots very confidently, making the right reads, making the right passes. Chris Paul's throwing dimes everywhere. Um, Curry's only got four points, which makes this half point lead even more um, impressive. And so Curry, you know, this is why Curry is so underrated. Even on nights when he doesn't have the shot going, teams are still going to blitz him and he and he's going to make the right plays, make the right reads. And so obviously um, stopping Steph Curry was a point of emphasis for the Portland Trailblazers, which allowed Thompson, Wiggins, uh, Kaminga, whoever else is on the floor to really go to work. Um, pods and pods and Moody just continue to fight. Both drew, uh, charges in that first half. Everyone's hitting the glass, um, but turnovers continue to be an issue. Matisse Thibel's just all over the place, raking them away. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis ends up getting some pretty, some pretty good run in the second quarter. Dario Sarge picks up three fouls. Looney's kind of struggled. So overall, very impressive first half versus the, versus the Blazers. Um, then Warriors come out in the third quarter. I kid you not. Same story against Brooklyn. 22-point uh, lead cut to 11. Um, the Blazers tie the game. Um, just continue. <laughs> Warriors just continue to self-sabotage. Nobody can hit a shot. Turnovers. You can't come up with stops. Um, just letting the Blazers get back into the game. And listen, this was, you know, Blazers have this very hungry attitude and mentality. You could feel their energy. You could feel them turn up the intensity. So give credit where credit's due. This wasn't the Warriors just completely giving away the game, but at the same time, you've done this to yourself so many times. You know, it, it can't help to just laugh about it at this point because it's just so, it's just become so predictable. Build the big lead in the first half, give away the lead in the third quarter, have to win the game all over again in the fourth, how, you know, how much do they have left in the tank to close it out? And so that was basically um, this game again. Uh, however, you also got Trace Jackson Davis with with uh, an extensive um, run in this game. So uh, Steve Kerr did not go back much to Dario Sarge. Jack Jackson Davis played uh, 17 and a half minutes to Sarge's 15. And he was productive, uh, plus eight in those minutes, finished with 14 and eight, um, two steals and a block. Andrew Wiggins, meanwhile, he played 29 minutes, nine of 12 from the field, four of six from three. He had 25, minus three in those 25 minutes, even though he had seven rebounds. Uh, meanwhile, Jonathan Kaminga, he only played 18 minutes, although he was five of seven from the field, two of three from three. Um, 0 for 4 from the foul line. Kaminga was very aggressive early in this one. He got to the foul line twice, missed all four of his free throws. That was kind of a shame. Um, really, he should have been 5 of 6. One of those one of those misses from the field was a 40-foot heave at the end of the half. Um, so you don't feel too bad. You know, very efficient shooting for Kaminga. You're, you're seeing him start to understand the game. It's opening up for him. His cuts, his timing... It's all starting to build, but it will continue to be interesting. You know, Kaminga, 18 and a half minutes, Wiggins, 29 minutes. How's Kerr going to manage this? Um, is Wiggins going to get reinstated back into the starting lineup? Kerr said he did want to continue with this group 
and give it an extended run. Warriors are obviously now 2-0. Um, I kind of feel like you keep it how it is. Um, you let Kaminga start. You let Wiggins close as long as, you know, everyone, you know, everyone's playing consistently in that alliance. So um, that feels pretty good. You know, I think maybe Kaminga would like to get a few more minutes, but certainly Wiggins was aggressive in this one and playing very well. Um, Thompson, only 29 minutes, but again, team high, 28 points, minus five in those 28 points, though, five of 10 from three, 11 from 16 from the field overall. Um, likely should have been more efficient. He had a couple pretty ill-advised heat checks that even had Steve Kerr uh, looking pretty exacerbated on the sidelines there. So uh, for Clay, you just see the difference when he is patient, taking his time, playing within the flow, letting the game come to him. Then when he's pressing, taking a shot that he shouldn't need to. And it's not that he can't make it. We all know he can make it. But the point is, you don't need to take that shot at that point in the shot clock. You can wait for something better. So, um, you know, great to see Clay Thompson get back on track. Uh, Clay Thompson in his last three games, 30 points on 9 of 15 from the field, 8 threes, 24 points on 7 from 19 from the field, 4 threes, and then tonight, 28 points, 11 for 16, 5 threes. So you really see Clay Thompson really starting to turn the corner at the right time. Uh, what else can we talk about here? Steph Curry struggled. 2 of 12 from the field, 0 of 8 from 3. 3 for 4 from the free throw line. He actually missed a clutch free throw at the end of this one. Um, but 14, uh, 7 points, but he was plus 14 in those 31 minutes. 8 assists, 4 turnovers. So Curry just slightly different, you know, kind of mentality in this game. His record of 268 straight games of making a three came to a close. That's upsetting, but the Warriors won. And so I think all things considered, Curry would rather take the win than continue his three-point streak. So um, I think last time that this happened and he had a game without a made three, he turned around and hit over 10 threes in the next game. So uh, watch out, Boston, on Tuesday. Because um, Steph Curry doesn't typically go uh, over from the three point from the three point line two games in a row. Chris Paul, thirty one minutes, uh, two of seven from the field. He hit a really clutch fading jumper to really put the game away um, when the Warriors were only up one possession. Uh, he had uh, four rebounds, eight assists, minus four in those minutes. Um, what else? Pods, man, just continues, continues to play out of his mind. Uh, 33 minutes, which was a team high. 4 of 8 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3, 2 of 2 from the line. Those two free throws were the game-sealing free throws. He had 5 rebounds and 5 assists, 10 points, and he was plus 1. But he's just all over the place. He drew a foul on the game-winning play, or he drew a charge on the game-winning play, and you can just see he is just glowing with confidence. He's so good. He fights on every single possession, offensively and defensively. He makes the right reads. He makes the right plays. He doesn't get down on himself. He's not a big volume stats guy. He doesn't need to put up 20 shots. Even when his shot's not falling, he, find ways, he finds ways to contribute and get involved. Um, and you can just see this guy is going to be a cornerstone for this franchise. He is so good. He does so many good things. Um, he just continues to be impressive. 
you you really ought to tip your hat and, and give the game ball to pods on this one. Despite Clay going off for 28, um, a lot of that was really in the first three quarters. Uh, fourth quarter execution down the stretch when the game mattered most. It was uh, Steph Curry missed free throw, pods coming up with the stop on the offensive foul, and then pods getting fouled and making two big free throws to really put the game away. So, a lot of good news for the Warriors getting back on track with two uh, with two wins in a row. That's got to feel really good for this team. Um, Portland's now dropped six in a row. So, what does that mean? And uh, where is this team at right now? Well, Warriors move up to uh, 12 and 14. And um, after they had just lost three in a row uh, with their last win coming against the Portland Trailblazers, you now get uh, two more big wins in the win column, and you continue your extended stretch of games at home. You've got Boston, Washington, and Portland again at home. Uh, one road game against Denver, and then the Heat, Mavericks, Magic, Nuggets, Pistons, Raptors, and Pelicans all at home. So you basically go uh, the rest of the month of December and the first the first week and a half of January all at home minus uh, Christmas Day game against Denver on the road. So this is an excellent time for the Warriors to be hitting their stride. It really feels like things are starting to click. Um, despite Looney and Saric, you know, neither of them are really able to put together a complete game. Trace Jackson Davis has really emerged as kind of that third big man in the rotation. Steve Kerr starting to trust him a little bit more. You can see that there are certain matchups where he is where he is, you know, being called upon, and he is a great look. He's a rim protector. He's a lob threat. Um, Chris Paul and Steph Curry got this guy some great looks at the rim. He was flying all over the place for rebounds. So you're seeing uh, Trace Jackson Davis start to really build some confidence here. And, and honestly, it feels good with that kind of minute allotment that you've basically got um, between Looney, Jackson Davis, and Saric, you know, you're, that is encompassing the 48 minutes at the five. You basically have, um, you know, tonight it was Jackson Davis playing more than either of them. Looney played 14 and a half, uh, but did close the last two and a half minutes of the game. Sarge played 15 and Jackson Davis played uh, 17 and a half, but he played, really played the meat of the game that um, second and third quarters where the Warriors really went on their runs was with with Jackson Davis on the floor. Um, so that was really impressive to see. So you have to feel good if you're a Warriors fan. Um, this, you know, both of these wins were spicy. It, it wasn't easy. Uh, both teams came back and, and these games had all the same feels of all the games that they've lost. But the benefit of the Warriors playing in all these close games is they're building a lot of confidence and familiarity with the moment and the pressure and how to execute. And now that you're seeing um, some of these games go the different, you know, the other way, you start to feel a lot better. You start to feel more assured. You can start to trust each other a bit more. You don't have uh, Clay Thompson firing up desperation shots. You know that you can rely on pods to make the smart decision. Um, 
And with uh, with Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga both scoring in double figures in the last two games, I think you have a very successful recipe right here. Um, you know, the interesting thing is I think we're kind of past the the first unit builds up a big lead and the second unit gives it away because Steve Kerr's really mixed up the rotations. And so that I think is also a big point is because you've got pods in the starting lineup who's so phonetic and, and energetic and just flying around all over the place and Kaminga as well. But then you've got Wiggins in that second unit. It, it feels more a little bit more stabilizing on both ends. It's not quite as polarized with the um, atrocious first unit and then the second unit just having to come back, get, you know, get the Warriors back in the game. So that that feels like a good decision. Um, I'm pretty happy with the rotation. Um, it feels like guys are starting to settle into their roles. And again, this is a prime time in the schedule for the Warriors to be hitting their stride. Um, so, you know, just you got to take it one game at a time. Boston's going to be tough, but certainly expect Steph Curry to bounce back and have a good night. And then you've got the Wizards and Portland Trailblazers, uh, both games at home. And uh, those are all, they're gonna, are going to be on a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. So, um, you know, Warriors got a couple days off. They'll face Boston on Tuesday, a couple more days off, and then that back-to-back. So keep stacking wins. Keep building on this on these feel-good feel, feel wins. And uh, you just got to take it one game at a time. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.